Hey, welcome back to uh, Southern Fried Christianity. I am Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Coots. Hey, um, Richard, so you ever feel guilty? I just, I'm a Christian and I just suck. (laughs) I'm such a dirty sinner, I just suck. You're so bad. I hate myself. Yeah, yeah, okay. So let's talk about this for a bit, because there seems to be this kind of feeling among evangelicals, all right, um, that if you do something, that somehow knocks you out of being a Christian. Now, let me just tell you that as Southern Baptists, I guess, um, doctrinally, um, and we believe in something called security of the believer. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I don't want to say that that gives you just a license to sin. People do that. People do that. People think... Okay, so there's this thing you probably never heard of. It's called grace. <laughs> and our whole thing is saved by grace through faith in Christ, not by our works. Um, but uh, people, they... Uh, they, tend to, they tend to think, oh, well, you can lose that, and you sure. can do something to mess that up. Now, well, well, they don't... Southern Baptists and stuff don't say that. But they kind of live like yeah, it. Yeah, they kind of live like it sometimes. That is a Pentecostal thing. They do believe that. Yeah, that look, you can lose I don't it. want to say anything against our we're Pentecostal not, we're brothers. Not, we're not saying that. We're just talking about different beliefs here. Yeah, um, different, different theology. Different theology. Because um, I got I got Pente- Pentecostal family members. I'm not going to bash you now. They make the best yeah, food. Yeah, the way I look at it, the way I look at it, Pentecostals, they just pray more. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? That's something everybody needs to learn how to yep, do. Yep. Just pray. But people do use that as grace. Like, I can do whatever I want. Saved by grace. I'm not going to hell, so I do whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. So, a couple things I want. I, I kind of wrote down here uh, regarding this guilt thing. Is that a lot of people think, for one, a lot of people think they have to kind of clean themselves up spiritually before going to church. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, oh, i got to pray a bunch or, you know, ask for forgiveness for all the things I've done before I go to church. You know, so, and then they just don't go. Mm-hmm. But, man, you need to be around people who are, you know, of like faith, you know, uh, so that you can share your, your, your faith struggle with everyone. Yeah, be part of the body and your lazy boy. Right, exactly. Um, a lot of Southern Baptist churches have this thing about dress code, too. It's like... Uh, yeah. Uh, Got to wear your Sunday best. <laughs> our church isn't really like that. I mean, a lot of people. No, our do. church is not. A lot of people do. That. A lot of people do that. Dress yeah. up and stuff. Feel like they need to, but it's not really enforced. But then, but more importantly, when we sin, when we mess up, some Christians feel horribly guilty mm-hmm. about that sin. You know, mm-hmm. like however, mm-hmm. it's kind of contrary to scripture. I do feel kind of like, like I, I still kind of think about the way I behaved, like when I was in sure. junior high and high school and stuff. And it's not that I don't believe that 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 I'm forgiven by Christ, but I kind of feel like I need to ask forgiveness for those people, and I kind of dwell on it a little more than I should sometimes. And to where at the point is like, man, I really hope I come across these people that I've wronged at some yeah. point so right. I can ask for their forgiveness because I still kind of, I really feel this regret for it. But there is this whole Puritan thing that bled over into the Baptist church. The whole thing, it's that verse, the, no man is good, no man is good. We've got like this, this uh, Puritan... Uh, level self-loathing that's that's kind of 
pushed on us. It was yeah. like, you're supposed to just absolutely love yeah. it. You're a dirty sinner, so you should just love yourself. And guess what? I suffer from depression. That wouldn't, That's not a good <laughs> mindset a good, for me. No. Um, I will recommend a book uh, on this topic, and it's called The Rest of the Gospel, R-E-S-T, The Rest of the Gospel, by Dan Stone. Probably one of the best books I've read. The thing is loaded, loaded, loaded down with Scripture. Because this guy was a pastor, and he still is. Uh, he was a pastor. And he always felt like he wasn't good enough or wasn't, it wasn't, you know, he couldn't do enough, blah, blah, blah. And he really started doing a deep study on grace in the Bible about what, what it means. What does grace mean? And what he determined was what we're going to talk about in this podcast here. Um, and it's really, uh, man, it, it'll blow your mind. I mean, if you don't think this way, you need to because it really does help your faith um, as a Christian. Um, now I will say that, uh, you know, I've felt like this before. I've felt like, oh, I can never be good enough, whatever. But I want to talk about like, um, all other world religions for a second in, in the terms of, uh, of kind of an analogy. Okay. So let's say there's this big giant mountain. Okay. And at the top of this mountain is God. Okay. And all these people are trying to work their way up there. They're trying to climb the mountain to get to the top mm-hmm. so they can get to God. Whether that be, you know, uh, Buddhism where you're like trying to do all this good stuff so you can get, you know, balance out your whatever, your karma. Um, or whether that be, you know, whatever religion you're talking about, they're all trying to get there, trying to go up, up, up. But oops, I messed up, so I fell down a little bit, so I got to keep trying, you know, I keep, keep working and keep working and doing all this good stuff to get myself up there. But actually, the, the, the story of Christ and what he did on the cross is like this. Um, God came down the mountain to us. We don't have to climb it. He's already done it. He came down the mountain to us and uh, brought us to him, slowly bringing us up the mountain to him, you know, as we work through our life. But we are, it's even better than that because we are already part of him. You know, so um, I want to read a few scriptures here and just kind of, we're just going to talk through them um, real quick. And these scriptures kind of have to do with what we're talking about. Okay, so, and there's a lot of them. Okay, so Galatians 5.1 says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and don't submit again to a yoke of slavery. So what does that mean, Richard? What do you think that means? I mean, it, it, it's pretty obvious what it means. I mean, freedom is freedom. It doesn't mean partial freedom. It doesn't mean freedom with a catch. It doesn't mean, you know, it means because it says, do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Don't be in the slavery of sin anymore because Jesus has set you free. No, that doesn't, again, that freedom in Christ doesn't mean freedom to do whatever you want. Because... I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there because okay. there's other scriptures too. Okay, so 2 Corinthians three seventeen says, Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. John eight thirty two, And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. John eight thirty six. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Galatians five thirteen. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. There you go. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. There's a big lengthy scripture I'm going to read here pretty soon that's going to tie all this together. But your freedom 
allows you to live more freely in Christ, if that makes sense. Because you have been given this amazing freedom, it's like you want to do whatever you can for that person who set you free. You know, it's like, oh, wow, that's amazing. I am really free. So whenever I do sin, um, it's like, oh, man, that's not good. You don't, and you sin, it's a conscious decision. Mm -hmm. Yes. But you're going to mess up. It's like mm -hmm. anything you do, you're going to mess up. You can't just go through life sinless after that. There's just no way you can do it because we live in a sinful world. And sure, we live in these carnal bodies. Well, sure, we are. I mean, you're covered by grace in the Lord's eyes, but it doesn't mean you're not a sinner anymore. Right. Um, Although there are people that believe and, that. And if you look through the New Testament, there are all these instances where um, Jewish Christians are trying to make these these Gentile Christians into Jews by having them get circumcised, which, man, I don't even want to talk about that. That's messed up. Um or they're, you know, you have to obey the law and you have to do all this stuff, you know, in order to be a Christian or whatever. And um, it's not really true. Uh, it's not really biblical. And Paul was writing against that all the time. Um, Romans 8, 1 through 4 says, There is therefore now no condemnation or no judgment for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Okay. So, um, the final... I can read a bunch more. I mean, you get so many scriptures here. Um... First, First Peter two sixteen. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover up for evil, but living as servants of God. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and and you should just realize just how awesome grace is. And once you realize how awesome grace is, you just want to give back. You just want to do whatever you can to uh, please God because of that. Yeah, um, I mean that, that that's. The incorrect mindset is that people have, it's like, even though they say they're saved by grace, they're, they're doing these works because they feel like they need to do these things. But you do these things because you want to serve the you Lord. You want to. You want to serve the <laughs> Lord because you're, because you're saved by grace, not uh -huh. the other way around. Yeah. Uh, you don't do those things just because, you know, oh, that's just what I need to do. Yeah. You do yeah. it because you want to serve the Lord. Um, 1 John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Mm. You should have no fear, like, oh, I'm going to sin today or whatever. Well, yeah, maybe you will, you know? But you're covered under grace. You don't have to worry about it. It's like, but, but, but then at the same time, it's a thing called sanctification, mm. where you're constantly... Uh, being sanctified in Christ all the time, you know, and being purified slowly, slowly, um, you know, before one day you're just going to pass away and then you're going to be with the Lord, you know, in this carnal body that's constantly causing you all these problems, <laughs> it's going to be gone. It's not going to be there anymore. You're going to have a new body and all that stuff. So now that um, doesn't mean when you know you sin, you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't pray and ask God for forgiveness. You should do that. Of course, but you do. that's an acknowledgement of you know, I know what I did wrong, God. So, 
Yeah. I mean, like Jesus, because you, you love God. That's Jesus why gets pretty. Jesus gets pretty. Um, he gets pretty specific, and it's almost like seems like something that's an impossibility. When he's talking to when the woman who was caught in adultery, you know, mm-hmm. and she comes to him and, and and they bring her for him, and then he says that he he's without sin, casts the first stone. Of course, they all drop their stones because they're all like, just oh, I'm a sinner. We'll forget that. And and then he tells the woman, go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how are you supposed to do that? You can't do that if you live in a carnal body. But mm-hmm. what he's doing is he's saying. It's like this uh, extreme. Jesus, honestly, Jesus was like about extremes a lot of times. Like when he tells the guy, the guy says, "Well, what what do I need to do to be saved?" So we'll sell everything because he knew the guy was rich. He's like, yeah. "Sell everything you have and give it to the poor, and then come follow me." And the guy's like, "Oh, I can't do that," you know. And it's like he's always challenging you to do the the the, the absolute, mm-hmm. you know, um, knowing. In infinite wisdom, that's probably not possible for you to do yeah. that, you know. But that's okay. Probably not. It is. Impossible. It isn't. Impossible. It is impossible. It's impossible. Um, final scripture I want to read is uh, Romans six fifteen through twenty three. And if you want to do a study on this, there's a lot of really good studies. I would recommend the book, um, uh, the rest of the gospel. It doesn't mean that there's more gospel. <laughs> yeah, that's not it just what means it is. Being able to just rest in grace and realize what that means. Okay, this will help. Romans 6, 15 through 23. It says, What then? Are we to sin because we're not under the law, but under grace? So it's like, oh, we have a license to sin now? No, He says, by no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves to the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that you, who were once slaves of sin, have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed. And having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. It's like Paul's way of saying, okay, I'm dumbing this down. Yeah. <laughs> For just as you once... Uh, presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness leading to more lawlessness so now present your members as slaves to righteousness leading to sanctification for when you were slaves of sin you were free in regard to righteousness but what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed look at all the fruit that that brought all that sin it brought all this horrible stuff on you for the end of those things is death but now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification, and in its end, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, just remember that. I mean, that is the, that's the core of what we're trying to say. Stop feeling guilty and feeling bad for what, you know, stuff. if you've asked forgiveness for something, just let it go, man. You know, and, and give it to God. Really do give it to God because He can make a lot of things disappear. I've done so many bad things in my life, mm-hmm. honestly. Yep. I Me feel, too. you know what? I, if I was to sit around and think about all the bad stuff I've done in my life, it would drive me mad. Mm-hmm. You know, but I am so thankful that I am forgiven. Mm-hmm. You know? So you should do the same thing and stop feeling guilty all the time. Uh, there's a song. Um, 
rather forget not slow down than uh, what was it? Think about all the things that I've done wrong or something like that. Yeah. It's like, if I become what I can't accept, resurrect the saint within the wretch. Yeah, resurrect the saint within the wretch, and that that's really what we're talking about here. So, kind of a short show this time. Mm-hmm. So um, you can check out all our other podcasts. Uh, we do a podcast for for geeky type people, which mm. you know we're nerds, so we love that. We do uh, three cylinder star drive. I also do a podcast called Writing is Hard Work where I talk about writing stuff for writing nerds. Again, you can find us, uh, or you can shoot us an email if you want. Our email is sfcpodcast.yahoo.com. Yeah. And uh, until next time, I am Roger Colby. I'm Richard Coots. <laughs>